0: Welcome to Guild Wars, a podcast dedicated to unearthing the deep lore of Guild Wars and Guild Wars 2. I am Joe Newstall, and between myself and my co-host Tony, we have over 20 years of experience with the Guild Wars franchise, and still manage to know next to nothing about this game. So, without further ado, here he is, Melandrew's dirty boy and Tyria's sweetheart. <laughs> Tony Melchor. Tony, how you doing? Good, good, good. Doing pretty good tonight. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Ready to have some fun talking about Guild Wars. Ah, yes, Guild Wars. How's your week of gaming been? Good, good. Been doing anything fun? Ah, just the usual. Raiding. Um, did some PvP. PvP was kind of rough, actually. Did some solo queue. To everyone who can't see Tony right now, he has sunglasses on while we're recording. <laughs> and he's looking like a boss. He's a real raid boss.
1: Ultimate comfort.
0: The next wing, the boss is going to be you, man. <laughs> Me
1: with some sunglasses on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the coolest raid wing ever. The cool wing gate
1: <laughs>
0: We're going to talk about some Norn today. The Norn. So... It's going to be a little bit different than our human episodes that we've done recently. There have been a lot of dates and a lot of really concrete details thrown out there for the history of the humans. And the history of the Norn isn't quite like that. They have less of a scribing culture that keeps track of things meticulously and more of a tradition of bards or scalds, as I believe it's pronounced. So it's more of a vocal tradition, much less meticulously catalogued. So it's going to be a little more loose and hopefully not as overbearing with uh, crunching numbers. <laughs> and one thing I noticed about the Norn is that it's, it, it's kind of apparent that Anet didn't really plan them in advance. Okay. It seems like they wrote out from Central Tyria. Like we spoke about in our last episode, the human settlements that came afterward had fairly fairly extensive lore, but Central Tyria is where it was really happening. But unlike what we've seen with the humans in Char, the The race of the Norn, without their extensive histories, is propped up by a really robust culture and identity of their race. They have a lot of character and flavor going on. (laughs) Yeah, they do. So, Tony, what do you know about the Norn? Mm, Let's hear it. Not much,
1: honestly. They're just proud fighters. Uh, Very spiritual. They they have their spirits that they claim.
0: Um what do you claim, fool?
1: <laughs> I claim owl. Owl? Okay, okay. I like the Raven. Raven's pretty cool. Raven's neat. Yeah, the
0: spirits of the wild. We'll talk a little bit more about them later.
1: Okay, okay. Um Hmm. Other than that, not too much, honestly.
0: So way back Way back when the Char were expanding out of their home east of the Blaze Ridge Mountains, sort of settling their homeland in Grothmar, and down south into Ascalon, they wandered west into the Shiver Peaks. And what did they find there? The Norn? You are absolutely (laughs) correct. Yeah, they found the Norn, and... They just thought they were another race that they could dominate and slaughter. But the Norn said, hell no. <laughs> they pushed back. And this actually led to a... You'd think that two equal forces fighting each other would lead to a bitter rivalry. But actually, it led to a little bit of a a mutual respect and working relationship between the two. Okay. And it's still it's still respected to this day. The real recognized real, so to speak.
1: (laughs) I mean they're both I'm sure like battle heavy in their culture, so I could see that. I could see that.
0: Charge it's just their way to fight, but the Norn, they do it for pride, for pride and glory. Bitter cold blizzards. Though there's no true origin story... Oh, a net. Right? A net. There's no real true origin story for the for the Norn, but they do have a couple little snippets in game. If you dig hard enough, hmm. there's some NPCs that enlighten you about what may or may not have happened. <laughs> may now, or may nobody's not Nobody's saying happened. anything for sure, but we're saying maybe <laughs> some it's outlandish possible. shit happened. It's
1: possible.
0: Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? So two two different groups have differing opinions here. The Coden. Mm. What's a Coden, Tony? Uh, honest, it.
1: I don't know. I just remember them
0: being sort of like a bear spirit. Yeah, the Coden are polar bear people, and they follow the teachings of Coda, or the Creator. Oh, okay. And they're they're pretty um, naturalist. They're they're, they're very nature driven. But they believe that during the Dragon Storm, which was a generation—it's also a meta event, meta event right now—but <laughs> the Dragon Storm, which was a generations-long blizzard that took place during Jormag's previous awakening, Jormag the Elder Dragon. They believe that during that, well, this this Coden named One Claw, he led a tribe of warriors out into the dragon storm on the premise of the on the premise of hunters hunters gotta hunt. Yeah. Gotta eat. The wind has to blow, the rain has to fall, and a hunter must hunt. So One Claw led a group of Coden away from the teachings of Coda and believe that they they are the first Norn who are being punished by straying from the path of the creator or coda.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: There's also another take on it. There's dialogue from an NPC Jotun named Throne the Lost. and You can catch him in-game in Holbrack, which is the Norn main city.
1: It's quite a name.
0: And he gives a little bit of insight as to how deep in time the roots of the Norn actually go. He speaks of the Age of Giants. Ooh. In the Age of Giants, the ruling races on Tyria were Giants Jotun and Norn. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's really cool. Yeah. That would be cool to see a little bit of, like, a throwback. Maybe, maybe not considering limited resources and it would take away from the storyline going forward, but sure. I would like a little bit more about that. It sounds really dope. The giants. So he expresses that long before humans walked the realm that the gods favored the giants. The giant races of Tyria. And they had given them magic. Where have we seen that before?
1: oh probably did i mean they weren't humans so maybe it did end well
0: who knows but they kind of did them dirty a little bit they kind of giveth and taketh away those good gods giveth and taketh away because with the arrival of the humans they took the magic back in fear that the giants would use it to assault the humans oh oh that could have been Ooh, that would have been bad it would be hard to start off if Ascalon had not only fearless kitty cats to deal with, <laughs> but giant, magical giants as well. Magical,
1: gi- <laughs> what's worse than a giant? A man? magical giant with fireballs, ice balls. I don't know. Eh, you know, both,
0: maybe uh, lightning <laughs> bolts, <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of random shit all sorts of magic. We gotta close this magic up over here. Mm-hmm. Oh, Somebody okay. make a bloodstone, bloodstone already.
1: Bloodstone.
0: So this led to the fall of the Age of Giants. The, the Jotun started fighting amongst themselves with magic being withdrawn from their society. Things started to look a little bit more bleak and now they're living in a pretty primitive state.
1: Oof. Okay. You
0: hate to see it
1: damn gods I swear they're just bored and am just saying here yeah, I'm gonna give you
0: magic I'm just gonna take it away real quick what compels a god to do that you know they're like ah oh, yes it's been 1400 years now it's the perfect time ah oh, yes
1: now it's the perfect I just finished my long millennia nap you know
0: whatever now's the time we bring humans to Tyria why now I don't know you know where did they come from? For real? Where did they come from? They came. They came and just ruined everything for the giants. <laughs>
1: Took their magic. Those bast. Those tiny bastards.
0: <laughs> you little shits.
1: You <laughs> little shits.
0: But after the fallout of this whole um, decline of the age of giants, the Norn turned to the spirits of the wild. Spirits of the wild. Spirits of the wild. <laughs> spirits. Of the wild, <laughs> they turn to the spirits of the wild who are still pretty much centric to Norn society and culture, uh, currently in game. Mm-hmm. And also, shout out to the spirits, spirits of the wild, spirits of the wild, shout out to the spirits of the wild. They just got a really big spotlight in the current or most recent story arc the Ice Brood saga. There's a lot of good stuff on the spirits in there. Okay. There's a whole mas- mastery line for Raven. Mm-hmm. I think they were trying to do every one of them, but then things changed a little bit halfway through the Ice Brood Saga.
1: Okay.
0: Which is leading us to End of Dragons, so that's still cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just like the human gods, the spirits of the wild are very much tangible things in this world, and they gift their followers with abilities to shapeshift. There are four of four great spirits that the Norn worship. Tony, do you know do you know off the top of your head what the big four are? What are the big four?
1: Uh the raven. I think it was the leopard, the snow leopard. You got it. Um Bear.
0: Bear. And the owl. The owl. Hey, are you looking at the are you looking at the notes on there? <laughs> no. Hey you sneaky snake. <laughs> no, but if there is, I wish I'd known. Automatic F (laughs) for cheating. You'll be hearing from my mother. Owl is not one of the major spirits. Uh, It would be wolf. Wolf. Oh, okay. Bear, raven, snow leopard, and wolf. But hey, three out of four is not bad. I would not have been able to do that before I wrote this show. (laughs) Um, Gecko? (laughs) What's the worst spirit of the wild? What would be like... Oh, man. Uh, the stink bug? On a Sunday, you're like, I'm going to really embody the spirit of the sloth.
1: This, <laughs> the sloth.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's cold outside. It's raining. I'm just going to sit here on the couch. Going to relax? Praise sloth. One, praise the sloth.
1: Praise sloth.
0: It's a little more in Andrews turf, but Viper would be cool.
1: Ooh. Or like snake
0: doesn't have to be a viper. I mean A snake spirit? That'd be really dope. Spirit of the serpent. Spirit
1: Spirit of the snake,
0: snake. <laughs> You're really freaking me out, Tony. What's up with all of the the long drawn out S noises you've been you making? You know,
1: this the snake, Snake S-
0: S- If you know, you know. And if you don't <laughs> you might. You might. There are 16, le- uh, there are 16 other lesser or m- malicious spirits hanging around. But the focus for Norn society is really on the big four there. I didn't write them down, but they're malicious spirits. Malicious? That they use the spirits of the wild to combat. Okay. Spirits... I, I believe it was the spirit of the seasons, the spirit of the mountain, like basically the embodiment of, of all of the physical world that they have to navigate. You know, they live in a very treacherous place. Sure. It's not like the Farsh Peaks are trying to help you survive. Yeah. They're a challenge.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the
0: spirits, yeah, the spirits of the mountain and seasons, and uh, there are two others I can't remember, but they are... I didn't know that. Malicious. The game never touches on it, yeah. I didn't know there was I didn't know there was more spirits, honestly. Oh, there's a whole whole bunch of animal spirits. Oxworm. Okay. Oxworm. Ox oxworm. <laughs> it's a weird spirit. But then there's another radical sect of Norn, known as the Sons of Sfonir. Mm. They hold a belief that Jormag, the elder dragon. The Elder Dragon of Ice and Deception, who lives far to the north in the Far Shiver Peaks. Far, Far Shiver Peaks. The far... Further than far. And a little more. So if if you go north a little bit, that's the Far Shiver Peaks. And if you go even further than that, that's the Far, Far Shiver Peaks.
1: You want to trip down the mountain a little bit to
0: the north, and you'll hit the Far, Far, Far Shiver Peaks. You just hit the five and you go north... (laughs) And there's the far, far Shiver Peaks up there. uh, And and they believe that Jormag, the Elder Dragon, is the mightiest spirit of the wild. They think it's actually a spirit. Oh. And that's how they came to be. Okay. Did you know that the sons of Svanir are all male? No. I didn't either. All of them? Yeah, I mean, sons, it kind of, the name... I guess so. The name implies, but a bit sexist. Yeah, it's very non-Norn. It is sexist, and they never really harp on that at all. If you're an evil organization, you might as well... Own up to it? Makes you more evil? So, Spawnir himself was the first Norn to be affected by the corruption of Jormag. He's the brother of a great hero, and her name is Jora. who, alongside with the PC from Guild Wars... Eye of the North, an expansion for Guild Wars 1. Slay Spawnir, the Ice Bear.
1: I almost forgot about that.
0: Yeah. That was pretty cool. And sad. Very sad. They should have learned and just followed Jorah's way. But what are you going to do? Here in a little while we'll learn why the Norn might be inclined to do something like that. Because Spawnir may have been the first, but... He was only the beginning for Jormag, and their so-called ice brood. So, what is the ice brood, Tony?
1: Uh, followers of the dragon, Jormag?
0: Yeah, they're kind of just like corrupted, icy, construct, weird, corrupted people. hmm In 1165 AEA, I think that's our only date for the episode. Our only <laughs> date. In 1165 AE, Jormag awoke fully. Oh, and rose her ice brood. The Norn fought back, but were inevitably driven out of their homelands. Ah, oh, no. So this is where the spirits of the wild... Big up, spirits... Spirits of the wild spirits of the wild. spirits of the wild. Spirits of the wild. They call upon the spirits of the wild who lead them south away from Jormag's influence. Through abandoned tunnels left by the dwarves. Oh, okay. Eventually nice. make it to the current site of yep. their main city Holbrack. Oh shit. They traveled a far away then. I wonder if any of those tunnels I would be so interested to go into the depths of Tyria and World Wars Two. The dwarves. There needs to be more with the dwarves. Bring back the dwarves. Well, kind of, a little bit, but not to any real satisfying degree. Nothing
1: satisfying.
0: They're all stone, it's not like they went anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. It was cool when they were just dwarves, even cooler when they became stone dwarves.
0: Crazy. King Jalus Iron Hammer mm-hmm. and his Iron Hammer. Yep. Yep. <laughs> what we
1: Yeah.
0: Ogden Stone Healer and his Heels. Heels.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh. So, big ups to the spirits for leading leading our big old buddies down into central Shiver Peaks. They let, they let them down the five. They, le- they let them down the fo- South down the five. And that's where they've made their home. And if you start a character in Guild Wars 2, a Norn, you start right outside of Holbrack and you can adventure all around that. And now, let's talk a little bit about their culture. Norn culture is very often referred to as individualistic. And in spite of their allegiance to Jormag, who drove the Norn out of their homelands, the Sons of Svanir are not excluded from Norn society, simply on their affiliation alone. That's nice. They judge the measure of the person, not their allegiances. Many believe that doing anything you can, even if it's underhanded or a little bit shady, is justified if it helps you build your legend and achieve your goals. Okay. Ooh. Which now makes a little more sense why there are Norn thieves who are just gigantic <laughs> sneaky guys. <laughs> big sneaks. Big sneaks. Big sneaks. Big sneaks. And they do have big sneaks. And they do. Those feet are massive. Well, they're proud people with a focus on their own success improving themselves. Like, right off the bat, if you start a character... All they really say to you is, go prove yourself. <laughs> go prove yourself. But in order to prove yourself, they want you to go out and hunt and bring back trophies for glory in the highest. Mm-hmm. What kind of a trophy would you go for? If if you were going to be the big Norn on the block, what kind of trophy would you go for? Um, Doom's head doom's head <laughs> go for the voice in the void title
1: mm-hmm.
0: hard flex hard flex which you just got recently didn't you oh yeah congrats tony i'm coming home baby congrats tony on your <laughs> tell my legend he he is a le- the, the the skull the scalds will sing of your legend tony the voice in the void it was quite difficult
1: i did it with half a static statics are formed groups uh, of people who frequent, right? But the other half were pugs. Which Doom CM is very hard with pugs, and even harder if you have no voice comms. So that was the true CM. No one talking to each other. Everyone just knowing what they had to do.
0: Is that how you did it? That's how I did it. Oh my god! I can't! I can't believe you pulled it off. A grueling month of twice, twice,
1: a couple night, or a couple, couple times a week. It was rough, but it was fun. I like the It feels like
0: it was way longer than that, man. It feels you like it. sure it was only two months? <laughs> One month. One month? One month, yeah. I feel like you were bashing your head against that for quite a while.
1: Um.
0: It felt like it, that's for sure. Well, congratulations, Tony. Thank you. I'm glad you. you finally got it. And come back home to Holbrook. And if any of you want to join our guild, Tony will... Ru- uh, Tony will... Run some raids. Take his pants <laughs> off. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> I
1: mean, it's possible. If we're raiding, I might have no pants on. It's summertime. It's
0: it's hot. California summer is kicking our asses.
1: 100 degree weather.
0: Tony will, you can just AFK, Tony will solo Doom CM. <laughs> and you'll have your title in no time. In no time. So Tony has his trophy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's my biggest trophy in game? Mm. Hmm. All the outfits you collected for uh, Pop? Oh, I don't know if that's like a trophy, so to speak. Or cherry. I sell legendaries, so I don't really keep those either. That's
1: true. Um, Big flex right there.
0: Hey, the, uh, the biggest trophy I have is the fun I've had with my friends. Oh... It's sweet. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey, Norm. You really need to just enjoy the walk south. Forget about your homelands. Forget, forget about your homelands. Just enjoy the walk. So yeah, all of these hunts and trophies are just really to build your personal legend, and that's pretty cool. I like. Yeah, I like that kind of proud sense of self. They're very driven. Yeah, driven. Right off the bat. That was crazy. But after a hard hunt and a day out in the snow building your legend, what better way to settle things, settle things down, than with a feast and ale and boasts? No. Kind of in the style of the Vikings. They sit at these long tables and eat and drink.
1: Enjoy other's company.
0: Once a year, though, they have a moot. Which is a feast for all Norn to show up at Holbrack. Oh, shit. The, yep. the, <laughs> the company party every year? <laughs> yep. Nice. Everyone's invited. Bring your plus ones, plus twos, and plus threes. And if you have a mighty enough trophy, perhaps you can obtain the highest honor of being immortalized by the Skalds. Uh, or the Bards. The Trugal. That's that's pretty much it. That is the main goal of the Norn is to be immortalized by song and story.
1: That's pretty crazy. I mean that's like it's a set goal, right? But to achieve it, there's so many ways you can go. Crazy. Kill bigger shit. Kill <laughs> kill bigger
0: shit. Mm-hmm. Yes, they will sing of Pop Cappington forever. <laughs> Slay the Elder Dragons. True feet. Pretty much drove them to their end. Oh, yeah? Uh Uh-huh. Wow. There's also another kind of moot out there. This one's a little more juicy. It's called an ale moot. An ale moot? Yeah, just one word, ale moot. Okay. And you guessed it. It's a moot with more booze.
1: That's the one I want to be invited to.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so from what I can gather, it sounds like they just have to get as drunk as they can get and then do challenges. It's almost oh, like Oh, shit. Yeah. It's oh, almost no. like a ninja warrior course. <laughs> but drunk? <laughs> oh, God. I want to be there just to watch that. Where you encourage your friends to get in a tavern brawl. <laughs> and they have all of these great festivities and stuff, but they don't really have any rulers. Only respected Norn that settle homesteads. They don't have any rank that they can pull, necessarily.
1: That kind of leaves it open, so that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are some people who've set up things, like in the Far Shiver Peaks, there's Gunner's Hold, or mm. Olafstead, mm-hmm. Long Eyes Ledge, and so many other of the small towns dotted around. But yeah, Olaf and Gunner didn't have anything, didn't have a crown or any any sort of claim to their their lands they were just res- well respected and people decided they wanted to hang out around them
1: yeah okay all right
0: there's one last thing about norn society that's pretty crazy marriage in norn society is pretty common but you're not allowed to marry if you are not of equal status with your partner
1: interesting
0: Kind of sounds familiar, like in human history, we've heard time and time again about, you know, like not marrying below your class or anything like that. Okay. But when you put it into context of a culture who bases your status on how big of a monster you can kill, I don't know, power couple? Power couple for
1: sure. I was just thinking like, damn. So, so what happens if the spouse doesn't continue with the same status? You guys divorce? Like, what happens there? Like, they they overslept and missed uh, their alarm clock and didn't kill the ice worm, and now...
0: <laughs> like, if I just wanted Uh-oh. to really... If, if I became a devout follower of Sloth, but Sydney went on to slay Jormag... Oh, man. Would we have to get divorced?
1: That's a good question. Any Norns out there that can answer the question for us?
0: Yeah, call into the hotline, (laughs) Norns. Uh, But I guess when they're having their ceremony, people have to get up and make a case for or against if they are of equal prestige. Oh, Jesus. So it's like other people boasting on your behalf or trying to tear your legend apart. And it often erupts into a... uh, A fight? A chaotic mess, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. I want to go to a Norn wedding. Hell yeah. Get in a fight. Get drunk. Get in a fight. Do an obstacle course. Do an obstacle course. And write our legend. So that's pretty much all about the Norn. Like I said, it's very light on actual dense lore. Yeah. Seems like it. The migration was the really big turning point in what brought them to where they are now. Okay. Jormag sort of pushing them out of their home. Damn dragon, bully, bully, big meanie! Wow, wow, Jormag! Somebody really ought to kick his ass. Somebody ought to do something about uh, you, man.
1: <laughs> somebody ought to take him out.
0: Uh, I wonder huh? if they're gonna have a whole saga about this.
1: I wonder. Probably
0: not. Nah. Come on. So, Tony, let's hear your best Norn voice. Oh, little fun fact: that in male Norn. Voiced by Matthew Mercer of Critical Role. Um, I don't know.
1: I can't think of one. I guess I'd be like a little bit more stoic or something. Uh, hmm. How would I voice a stoic? Here, let's have you go first, and let me let me take some inspiration from that.
0: All right, take a little bit of inspiration from that. Bear, bring me might. A little more bassy. Okay. Okay.
1: Is I, Cartoon Link. Where are my spirits?
0: <laughs> Where are the spirits of the wild at?
1: <laughs> spirits of the wild. Imagine? Big
0: cartoon link. <laughs> Big Norn boy. You know, now that I think about it, I don't know if I have a Norn.
1: I can't think of any of your characters that are Norn, yeah. Maybe
0: Nito? Nope. No? Nito's a human. Okay. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to buy a character slot. This brings us to our new player academy, Tony's Noob Advice Corner, mm-hmm. as it was previously called. I don't know. I didn't really want to put noobs down by saying that. Nah, we're or, all noobs. We're, we're all noobs now. We're all noobs now. None of us know any of this lore because it's not actually in the games.
1: <sighs> Ain't it?
0: Tony, what do you have for us today?
1: All right. So, for the new players out there, I actually don't know how many character slots
0: you get. Um, In the free version, it's two. Okay. I think by the time you've acquired everything, it's five. Five? All right. You can have one dedicated
1: character slot for Black Lion Key farming. You do the level, you do the personal story up to level 10, and you get one free Black Lion Key a week. So it resets PST. It's midnight at 30 past midnight. So 1230 PST. Um, One Black Lion key a week for free. Which um, you can buy the Black Lion chests on. You can either get them from drops or buy them from the trading post. Um, They can yield all kinds of rewards from like, like rare rewards from like a bank tab. Which can sell on the TP for like... 5k or something, you can make some good money off of that, depending on what you get. A lot of the time it's very hard to get a rare drop, but um you want a free one.
0: For you, one. Are, are you sure that it's level ten and not twenty?
1: Level ten personal story.
0: Alright, cool. Unless the wiki lied. Not sure.
1: I've personally have never done it, but I know people who do that every week. They delete a care they make a character, delete it.
0: Yeah, dedicated slot for Black Lion Key Farming. Yeah, you could get lucky one day. Make some money. Black Lion chest drop rates are good for Tony. (laughs) For some reason, he is blessed by the light. Sometimes. Not but Black Lion chests, that's for sure.
1: More so PvP chests.
0: You know, I don't think I've ever actually purchased a Black Lion key.
1: I have. Maybe too many. Maybe too many.
0: I'm happy to drop some coin on a game, but loot boxes, kind of... I like that you can farm the keys. If there's something I really want, I'll, I'll farm a key.
1: You can farm the key. You can also get them for map completion as well.
0: I got very lucky with that. So remember... When you're just trying things out, if you want to try out every class in the game, you can farm some keys on the way. Just be sure to clear your inventory before you delete said character. Mm-hmm. There's nothing sadder than accidentally deleting that black lion key, like I've done so many times. And that brings us to the end of our hunt. The end of our hunt. We're coming home, baby. You can tweet at us, at Guild. You can check out our Instagram at Guildlores Podcast or email Podcast at gmail.com. In game, you can get at Tony at cartoonlink.6180 or myself at trogdormama.4903. We have our own guild. It's a growing community. Our guild is We Don't Know Our Lore. If you want to be a part of it, we're a guild dedicated to. Helping new players, answering questions, and just making sure that we make new friends along the way. Mm-hmm. Get people ready for End of Dragons who might be new to the scene. Mm. If you're feeling like you have a mentor spirit and want to join up, we'd be happy to have you. Oh yes. And for all of you who are into D&D or maybe you're just a little die curious, check out my Instagram, Foreign Fables. Uh, I do a little bit of uh, D&D content over there. Um, getting ready to do some some actual play stuff soon. Uh some community games if you want to join in.
1: Frieren, really cool story.
0: Very cool, but I'm a little bit biased.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to start running some games, well, privately for for people that are into the community. So check us out over there. Tony's played a few games with me in mm Mhm. It's pretty fun.
1: I'm also a noob player. So, not only
0: am I new at lore, I'm also new at D&D. He's pretty fun to play with, though. He always throws me for a loop. He has that little, uh, that new player creativity. He doesn't think in terms of, of the game. He thinks in terms of... <laughs> what I can get away the, with. <laughs> what the hell can we do? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, rate and review the show. Tell us what a great job we are or aren't doing. Mm-hmm. Which... Either one is pretty valid at this yeah, point. Yeah,
1: it's true. Thanks, everyone.
0: But it's time for us to give ye thanks and, yeah, bid farewell to ye fantasy scholars. We'll see you in Tyria.